This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 273 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvett. And I'm Justin Swanson. It's our summer check-in. In today's episode, we touch base before the ramp-up to fall sports. You can find us on the web at HuskerPod or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at HuskerPod or email us at HuskerPod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Hey, what you drinking tonight? Got my water. Hey, me too. Cheers. Good for the vocal cords. There's me cheering. Oh, wow, you're using your... Go big runs a cup. I still have mine too. I use this a lot still. It's weathered. Yeah, yeah. Yours is looking uh more tattered than mine, and I've used mine quite a bit. You know, sometimes when you're sitting down to dinner with your family of six and everybody's like, I want water, I want water, I want water, you just fill up one big cup and be like, just drink out of this. <laughs> the communal cup of the Swanson uh, residence. Six cups. <laughs> Maybe that's stupid. I don't know. Uh, anyway, hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Or what is that called? Is it called tuning in to a podcast? Thank you for downloading these ones and zeros that are compiled in a way that you can hear um, the force of pressure waves against your eardrums and then uh, interpret the sound of our voices. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. It's the, it's the middle of summer. I am just just barely starting to come out of my summer hibernation as it pertains to college football. Like Mm. just within the last week or two, I'm kind of like, I can, I can smell it in the air. You know, like there's, we've had a couple of cool nights. Are we in the dog days or have the, I feel like we're coming out of, well, I feel like, that if you lived in many other parts of the country, you would not feel like that. I feel like it's really cool right now. So don't, don't let pleasant weather in July lull you in a false sense of football is closed. (laughs) Right. I guess. But I mean, like what we're, holy cow, we are six weeks away from kickoff. Yeah. A month and a half. Jeez Louise. As of the time that we record this episode. Um, cause what is that? August 31st is kickoff at minnesota right mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah, yeah. and we're st- we're like exactly two months to the day of kickoff in memorial stadium <laughs> yeah man it will be mid-september before football happens in nebraska that's crazy yeah it's probably for the best i mean not, i mean it would be nice to have earlier games here but it can be pretty hot yeah. i mean would you rather be in a, in a place like minnesota or colorado in late August, early September. I mean, just from a temperature perspective, mm. that will be more comfortable. Sure, yeah. 
It's just kind of crazy to think that like the first time Matt Rule coaches a game in Memorial Stadium, he will either be two and zero, one and one, or zero and two. Yeah, he will have a record before he even plays here, or you know, coaches here. Yeah, you think there'll be a rain delay? <laughs> Looking back, it is so like. Talk about you cannot come up with a more ominous start for <laughs> a coach's career than that first game against really? what was it the the Akron. Zephyrs Zipper, Zips the Zips oh my gosh what an insane and that was just a terrible night were you in the stadium yep oh my gosh I was frustrated and I was at home how long did you stay oh I stayed through I couldn't tell you on time my wife went home earlier <laughs> uh why was that I think just like to relieve the babysitter because we kind of sure. had things that it might not work out and my dad and mom I think were leaving too before that big first storm came through uh-huh. and so I made it through the big first storm out in the stands and it seemed like it was super intense. And then I remember pulling out my phone post rain and seeing that something three times bigger was coming. And that's when I went underneath and walked around for a good while before wow. they forced us to leave, I think is what happened. I feel like, I feel like we like fans, we, I remember staying out like at least till like 11 o'clock waiting for that game to start. I mean, crazier things have happened. Is that, is that an exaggeration? I don't know. It's so long ago at this point. Be. Wow. But uh, what a journey we've taken on this podcast, man. And that was like the midway point (laughs) of this podcast emotional roller coaster. I know. Um, How, uh, what's your, what's your feel for Husker fandom as an Mm. individual? Like, for how's Mike Harvat feeling? Not like, not what's your like gauge of the, the collective Husker consciousness. What's your feeling right now? I feel like anybody who is just not guzzling Kool-Aid, you know, like, cause there, there's always going to be people who are just like, this is it. It's finally going to happen. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there saying that we're going to run the table. Right. Um, if you're not insane, <laughs> I think that I feel like I'm a pretty accurate representation of the average Husker. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Of the average Husker fan who is still invested in this team. I think, we just kind of have like a, okay, here we go again. And not like in a, here we go again, but just like, here it is. The, the start of a new era. Let's see what it brings. I think that there's more of an openness because um, we've been through literally, I mean, how, <laughs> uh, knock on wood, but how how could this possibly be? any worse than anything that we've experienced. Feels like a as gag. It feels like a gag from, I think it was like Garfield when I was a kid, where anytime someone said, it can't get any worse than this. And then Garfield would be like, no, don't say it. And right. then like, like rain immediately falls or like they get hit by a car. So I'm thinking here, Mike, don't say it. Right. Right. <laughs> but, One, but, but that's the thing is I, I think that we have developed a thicker skin. Sure. To the point where, like, I don't even care what the rest of the country has to say. Like, there's a lot of, like, Carolina Panthers fans that are just like, oh, Nebraska, look out. You guys got a dud, you know? And it's like, whatever. <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah, I I think the people who are still engaged and still care about this team, and I'm I'm not trying to make it sound like we're some like remnant or something, but the people who are still invested, um, I think we got a, a an even keel about things. Um, I do think that a lot of casual fans aren't even thinking about Nebraska anymore. You know, like I can't imagine what a, what an average nineteen year old kid thinks right now going to school in the fall. Because, yeah, I mean, like, com- compare you and me. Neither of us went to UNL for undergrad. Right. But, like, if we were students at, at Nebraska when we started school 20 years ago, th- there would be a palpable anticipation right now for, like, oh, man, I can't wait to go to the first game, you know? I don't think kids are thinking like that anymore. Yeah, I've heard from people who have students that there's not that that not that desire. I I think that the season tickets will probably student season tickets will still sell out because there's just so many students that I sure think, I think it will. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a big turning point. Hopefully, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I'm I'm saying all the knock on wood things right now, but like I tell you, if uh, if we're zero and two on September sixteenth, that'll that'll. Uh, That'll have an effect. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we're going to be one and one. That's what I think. Think one and one? Yeah, I think Minnesota now, having not done a deep dive like we have in the past, they speak mm-hmm. with less knowledge here. But my impression is that they lost some big key pieces, but he's in year what? Five, six of his system? Seven? Five? I think maybe? it might be. Yeah, I think it might be more than five. Yeah, I think he was here before Frost, right? So sure. a year or two. So. Yeah, you know, let's say five or six, and um, and so he's got something that he's built, and we're flipping it here. So we I had think, such disdain for row the boat, but maybe, yeah, maybe we needed a nor. You know, so yeah, rules talked a lot about having some good talent and bringing in some good guys, but I just don't know um, if you. Yeah, so that's my thought for game one, yeah. and then especially I, I with it being in, at their home too. Yeah, you know. but I think then, like, for the Colorado game, I mean, he's totally flipping something there himself yeah. as well. And uh, and then you, it's almost the opposite, where with, with PJ, he's got a system. He's pretty far into it. I mean, Rule has a system. His is his third time to do this. And so uh, at the Division One, you know, FC or FBS level, Dion's never even coached at this level before Yeah, as a head yeah. coach. So I'm – and he's just gutted the team. So those, I mean, almost it's the same logical process, but I think we are likely, more likely than not, to lose the first, but win the second, and come into our home opener at one and one. That sounds reasonable. So I'm looking here. Uh, Fleck has been at Minnesota since 2017. So is this is sixth year. This would be this would be the start of the seventh year, Sorry, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so, a long time. Yeah. You know who's not a coach anymore in the Big Ten? Scott Frost. No. I'm just kidding. I know. I know what you mean. Did you fall? Actually, you're the one who alerted me to that story. Yeah. At Fitzgerald losing his job. Well, I was, yeah, I tweeted something and I was like, I passed it by you just to be like, hey, is this, is this okay that I made this joke? Is that all right? And yeah, you were like, well, you I don't even about? know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting in fact, I was I was actually talking to a, a friend at church about it this morning, um, and this guy was was basically saying like, "Hey, doesn't matter if you 
knew whether it was going on or not. Like, even if they concluded, oh, you didn't know that this major problem was happening on your watch for many years, the reality is, is that you're ultimately responsible for it, right? And so that's kind of the take that he had was like, it doesn't matter if Fitzgerald knew or not, the buck stops with him. And right, it's his program. This happening in his locker room, right? So right. I, I get that. Um, and certainly not to minimize it, but without knowing the details, the knee-jerk reaction I have is just kind of like, is this just a cultural shift for the type of stuff that's been happening in college football locker rooms for the last 40 years, but now Gen Z is not going to allow it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this stuff has been waning. Hmm. Yeah. I obviously have not been in a college football locker room ever and uh, right. certainly not in the last 20 years. So I don't know. My impression is that just with stuff happening on campus, there's less and less uh, latitude for that kind of behavior period. And so I guess I was surprised it was still going on. I feel like hmm. uh, like millennials even would have been like, no, no I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But then again, I don't know football culture that closely. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. Just thought of a terrible joke. Like, well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, in like in church, the music's like 15 years behind the culture. <laughs> um, football. The, <laughs> uh, I don't want to speak disparagingly of anybody. Um except for worship leaders, because I am one. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, it's just, uh, it's crazy. And, and it's crazy how a coach with such a good reputation, how, yeah, that's how the thing. quickly like, that's just completely dismantled, you know? Yeah, that is the thing. It wasn't like it was a dude with bad reputation. It was a guy with a sterling reputation. Yeah. And I guess he just wasn't served well with the the powers that be who I guess the pre it was a new president relatively new that oh. like two week summer suspension. Um, and they tried to sit on a bunch of stuff, which it's like someone, I think the way it started because someone already came forward anonymously to say, this is what had happened. And they said, Oh, they had this deep, deep dive report. And then they didn't release anything and mm -hmm. gave them what people felt was a slap on the wrist. And so then, all of a sudden the same anonymous sources are now talking to the student newspaper. And now the things that were not going to be revealed are now all out there anyway. And you look like a fool, you being the president. And so uh, pretty quickly uh, that all backfired. So maybe if they'd come out much earlier and had a, or come out earlier with a stronger uh, punishment and maybe a little bit more transparency on what happened, maybe, you know, we'd be all sitting here, with similar, like, I can't believe you let these things happen. You know what? The buck stops here. You can't let these things happen. It's a different era. But I think people might be more content to not have him fired if punishment's mm -hmm. more severe. So yeah. I don't know what severe enough was. Well, when I first heard about the punishment, I was like, oh, two weeks. So he's going to miss the first two games. And then they were like, and it starts now. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Meaningless. During his yeah. vacation. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, Northwestern, we wish you well. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> so, Mike, what's your take on the recruiting? <laughs> I Why are you asking me that question? <laughs> it feels like there's some positive momentum around recruiting. I listen to a very little in the way of Husker podcasts at this point and minimal news, especially, yeah, during the summer. And, uh, yeah, it seems positive. 
got more Nebraska kids than people thought we'd get. Uh, as soon as uh, Riola didn't work out, uh, we got this kid from Bellevue West who was committed to Missouri, and now he's here, and he's been a great peer recruiter, and he showed up at the Elite 11 camp and did well. So, And he could develop, and if Sims is great for the next couple years, this guy could – you know, grow behind him or if Sims wants to like be great and go pro or something, then maybe he's there. I don't know. Just, yeah, it feels like there's a, a, a good positive vibe about th- where things are going. Well, that's good. So that's my take. I mean, I'm okay with that kind of news. Like people are like, Hey, things are moving and shaking and people feel pretty positive about things. Awesome. But, uh, I'm, I am never going to be the kind of person who tweets at a recruit like, Hey, we need you to come here. 17 year old kid. (laughs) Do you feel, do you feel like people are using Twitter as much for sports as the, I I feel like we're not, but do you feel like there's less out there? I think the second college football kicks off this fall, people are going to be back on Twitter. I think people are just going to flock back to what they know. Like, I downloaded that Threads app, and I deleted it after, like, two days, because I was like, uh, what, uh-huh. what, okay, a bunch of random people I don't know showing up in my feed every single time I open the app. Oh, I yeah. I have no connection to these people. No thanks. Yeah. So I, I deleted it. <laughs> I didn't even download it. I do um, use, personally, I, I do use Mastodon, um, but that's more, like, towards, like, video game type stuff. I find hmm. that useful. Um, I wish people would use Mastodon, but it's just people aren't on Mastodon, you know? Yeah, I just find less and less value when there's not a game to being on yeah. social media, whether it's personally or, or, you know, for the podcast. Should we uh, subscribe to Twitter Blue this fall to, to get a greater impact? I, I don't think we should do that. And then, like, try to ratio everybody else's tweets? <laughs> Maybe all we need to do, we need to just get uh, get on our Zanga. We need, everybody subscribe to the HuskerPod Zanga, please. Zanga.com slash the HuskerPod. Just kidding. Don't go there in case it exists. Trying to go to my college Zanga account. Oh, my gosh. I, I went in and I tried to restore my Zanga account a couple years ago and discovered that before I left, I deleted everything so there was nothing to recover. And I was like... Good call, 22-year-old me. I don't think we need to go back and see any of that content. <laughs> Do you remember what my Zanga profile name was? Oh, my gosh, no. I remember your brother's, for some reason, Actor Right Sing. <laughs> Mine was, I started it when I went away to college, and it was, I'd rather be in Omaha. Oh, I remember that. It was, uh, I was homesick. Yeah. Oh, that was an interesting time. That was an interesting Inter- time. An interesting time in our friendship. <laughs> I also remember, like, within a year is when people started getting on Facebook. And I remember being back home the following summer and people were like, is your college on the Facebook? My college is on <laughs> Facebook. We should be friends on the Facebook. Yeah. For you kiddos out there, you had to have a .edu email address to sign up for Facebook when it first That's rolled right. out. Yeah. Oh man. Is there any, any uh, Nebraska football things left to talk about? I'm going to probably go to fan day. Sounds like you can't make oh, yeah. it. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not able to. I had a commitment already on my calendar uh, related to work. Um, so I think it would be good for us to touch base after that, and you can fill me in on how it went. 
Yeah. I'll, uh, it's going to be indoors at the Hawk Center, which totally makes sense. I don't know why they've made us roast for, you know, <laughs> right. all of Husker history when we've had these beautiful indoor spaces. But there's something, there is something that's just magical about doing it on the field. You got to admit. It's also in the evening, I think. Isn't yeah, it? Or is it I, late yeah. afternoon? I saw it's in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, also maybe more fan oriented. I did try to register to get my kids in line to meet Matt Rule. Who knows if that'll work out? That's cool. probably won't. And isn't it this time, is it before camp starts or something like that? Isn't it? I think it always is. Is it? I don't know why. I just, oh, I'm mixing it up with the spring game. For, forget anything I just said forgotten because the the spring game is essentially the last spring practice right right it is yes yeah so anyway there will be so much hope and anticipation and celebration i think i still have my faux autographed mike riley print that they handed out at his first fan day it was all like, oh, I don't think it was actually, I don't think it had a faux autograph on it. It was something that you could get autographed by him if you wanted to. I definitely but. want to try and go to uh, volleyball fan day again. Last year we showed up like a half hour after it started. And I guess the line started out the door and it started early. And this was the first time they'd done volleyball fan day. And so those line, that line had snaked all the way in and through. And so we waltzed in and got at the back of the line and that line still went all the way around the Devaney center concourse. Wow. And, uh, so we didn't have to wait in the sun, but we did wait inside for two hours, hour and a half. I don't know. Oof. So I'm not sure whatever has been. Yeah. That showing up a little bit late and being inside the whole time is probably the best bet with four kids. I mean, like, couldn't you have your own fan day by walking around on campus some random day and just looking for the tallest people you can find? I think that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect any other tall people because I was a tall people that always got picked first for basketball in school for some reason because people were like Mike's tall, and then people would get mad at me because I was so bad at basketball. Like I get picked first and then get yelled at by everybody who thought I was going to be good. We used an early pick on you. <laughs> anyway. I think we should call this one, Mike. Well, everybody, uh, in true Husker Pod fashion, this is what you get in the summer. Fret not, because we'll be checking in sooner than the gap we had between our last two episodes. And uh, we'll be talking more about football. And uh, at some point, Justin and I are going to do a season preview. That's going to be lots of fun. Wait until you hear about our predictions for each game. We are. The score, down to the score couple of experts here yeah it's gonna be We're awesome scores are yeah, we? i'm just kidding no oh, okay no i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah that'd be hilarious but uh no i i think it'll be fun to kind of dive back in here we've got um got six weeks to do it so um let's, it's gonna let's come sooner right than you in, think Mike. no 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 i there is a time and a place to use the phrase dive in and i thought that one was okay it's it's called half a diving board mike Uh, Well, with that... Hey, go Big Red, Mike. Go Big Red.
Internet Sports Network production.